What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another Wednesday edition of the Malaga Drive Hoops Betting Podcast. I am your host, Caleb. And again, we are just here to make your NBA betting experience as informed and easy to do as possible because we got a lot of bullshit going on every single night. And I'm here to just try and make the bullshit a little bit more clear. Um, but before we get into the episode today, today's sponsorship is brought to you by Ling Ling Asian Kitchen, all natural pot stickers, chicken and vegetable dumplings with savory dipping sauce. I'm not joking. I have pot stickers, Ling Ling's Asian Kitchen's pot stickers every single day f- for at least one meal. And they're great. I literally feel so great. Anyways, um, let's get into recapping yesterday. I uh, just had one play. It was on T-Wolves minus two. Um, they, were, they were really controlled the game the whole first half. Had a little slip up in the third. Came back. Took a double-digit lead late in the fourth. Rockets make another push. And then T-Wolves make another push. Cash that pretty easily. Um, again, you just got to be careful. I, I can't see myself in very many more spots this year. Have like four or five plays. There's just too much up in the air. Too much going on to get too reckless. Um, but I have locked two plays in today that I like. Like a couple more. Um, and so without further ado, let's jump into it. All right. First uh, first game I have on the docket today, the Atlanta Hawks heading into Philly. is a nine-point dog. Um, I originally looked at uh, Atlanta and liked Atlanta, but then you, you, you look at it and um, they're without Trey. They're without now Kevin Herter. Um, they're obviously without DeAndre Hunter. They're obviously without Cam Reddish. Um, and Bogey's questionable now too. So if Bogey suit it doesn't suit up, you're really going to be looking at Gallo, uh, Chris Dunn, Clint Capella, John Collins, and that's really basically it. You know, they came into the year with so much wing depth. You know, you were going, oh man, they have Kevin Herter, Cam Reddish, Bogdan Bogdanovich, DeAndre Hunter, Gallo, Solomon Hill, Tony Snell. Like, how are they gonna how are they gonna make that all work? And now they're all hurt. Now they're all hurt. And on, and on the other side, the Sixers, who have actually been pretty banged up recently, are basically all back. Like, Joel might have a nagging thing here and there. Tobias might have a nagging thing here and there. But they're ready. They're there. They're they're good to play. Um, so uh, they're, they're also coming off a couple, like, a couple games in which, you know, they didn't necessarily have anyone. A couple games where they didn't show quite show up. So um, I just ex- I, I expect the Sixers to come pretty locked in here today. I don't know. If, I, I definitely can't lay nine, um, but I also don't feel com- comfortable enough to hop hop on the Hawks plus nine with them missing legitimately half, maybe even more than their product, half their production today. Um, so I'll stay off that. Next game, a game I do have locked is the Lakers and the Wizards. Um, I got Lakers minus one locked. Um, they're, they're sitting at one and a half now. I'd still hit them up to two, um, really anytime in these spots. Um, I know the Wizards were on a really long streak, right? They, they are. And I know really, if you look at the Lakers, they're not playing particularly well. Um, they've had AD back for three games now. One of them, he was limited. The second one, he was kind of limited. And the third one, he was good to go. Um, we'll just take a look in the third one, 18 Eight and three with five turnovers, two blocks, eight of 15 from the field. You can tell he's still working his way back. He's not prime peak all the way there, AD. Um, and that just comes down to rhythm. I'm sure, honestly, his body looks fine. It's just a term in terms of basketball, such a rhythm sport. Um, you take, you know, two, three months off playing at the highest level at that pace. It, it takes a little bit to get back into it. So, um, with that also being said, he should feast 
on this front court. There's nobody that can – I mean, in general, it's going to be very hard to, to check AD. There's no one on this Wizards team that can com- come even remotely close to checking AD. Um, and I know the Wizards are hot. I know they've won, you know, eight out of their last nine. Um, but, I, I mean, I even go back and, and look through what the Wizards have done. Um, look – Utah was impressive, but then you went into Sacramento against a reeling Sacramento team. You beat the Pelicans at home. You beat the Pistons at home. You beat the Thunder at home. You beat the uh, Warriors at home, Very and we're down double digits late in that game. Then you beat the Thunder at home again, and then you beat the Cavs at home. So, like, I'm not going to call that win streak bullshit, but I, I do think a lot of that win streak had to do with who they were playing rather than the Wizards just randomly you know, becoming a, a much better team. And you look at the Lakers, their strength is in defense, right? And and that's really the opposite of the Wizards. So um, I feel comfortable with the Lakers being able to score on the Wizards. And because of the Lakers defense, I really do feel comfortable that they'll be able to stop the Wizards and have a good game plan for um, being able to, to take, uh, at least do our best to take Bradley Beal out of the game and make other people beat us. Um, I just... I know the Lakers haven't played great, but I also understand that the collection of talent that they have is better than this Wizards team, even without LeBron James, even on the road. Um, and, and this Wizards team just played in a insanely high-paced game that went into overtime against the Spurs. So I know they had a day off, but um, they are definitely not coming into this the more refreshed team. I, I got the Lakers in this one again, really with the mindset of, of knowing Hey, we gotta get we gotta get this thing going before the before the playoffs. Like, let's ramp up. This is a team they're better than. I'll, I'll take the Lakers minus one here today. Um, next game, Magic and Cavaliers. And, and you know, like I, I don't like betting on these types of games where it's just two teams missing two bad teams already missing some of their players. Uh, but I do think the Cavs have a, a little bit of value here today. But I've seen them in, in many spots like this where they should win. Like I, I don't like back i don't like backing the Cavs in general but i definitely don't like backing them as a favorite um even at home they're missing sexton too um but I, all that being said I, I think there is some value here today the magic have shown uh and I, again they they kept it close for a lot of that game against the lakers but they've shown so many times this year on the road at home getting blown out um and the Cavs are a better team so uh it's a short-ish number to the point where i'd like the Cavs here but i doubt i'm gonna find myself betting on this game Next game, uh, Charlotte Hornets going into Boston. Uh, Boston coming off an embarrassing loss last night to the Oklahoma City Thunder at home. They're missing Kemba and Tatum. Um, but regardless, like that, that's just the shit we've seen all year from them. And, and I talked about it. You know, they've they've gotten better. They've gotten a little bit more consistent. They won on that win streak. But they've not shown up, kind of like the Warriors, they've not shown up too many times this year for me to ever rule that out and for me to ever really think of them in a certain light because of how many no-shows that we've had this year. And that last night was one of them. Um, both teams on a back-to-back. Hornets actually hung in there against the Bucks. I don't know about seven and a half. Again, I think, um, I think anytime you have a team really get embarrassed, and that's what happened last night to the Celtics. I mean, the Celtics lost at home to a team that hadn't won a game in the whole month. Um, so really, anytime you get embarrassed like that, I expect a much better performance. I, I think you see a locked-in version of the Celtics. Tatum's back. So I, I wouldn't be – I don't feel comfortable necessarily hitting the Hornets. Um, but at the same time, there's no way, even with the extra you know, motivational factor of, of getting waxed the night before, I'm not hitting the Celtics – 
uh, to cover a, a really, again, a pretty large number at home. It could happen for sure, um, but I'm not counting on it to happen. Uh, next game, uh, interesting. I think the Knicks are showing slight value here. I'd have the Knicks as, as five-point favorites. They just lost to the Suns um, at home, but they really battled. They were in that game for the majority of it. Uh, the Bulls are actually not doing too bad without Zach Levine. Went into Miami and beat Miami last game. So they're definitely trending up, um, but it's really still hard to – to, to really have a good read on this Bulls team without Zach Levine because they've looked in, in certain games without him uh, really bad offensively. And then there have been other games where they've been able to manufacture it and Kobe's doing what he has to do and, and all that. So I still think there's a pretty um, wide amount of variance with this Bulls team without Zach Levine. And, and you're not sure on any given night what's, you know, which version is going to show up. And with the Knicks, I do know what version is going to show up. It's a, it's a hard, hard-nosed, defensive-minded team that grinds out every possession. Um, and you saw, you know, they've won eight straight before that last game against the Suns. I like them to get back on that winning streak. Um, and at forward, they're tempting me, but uh, I, I have also seen definitely improvement from this Bulls team. So um, I, I think it's a stay away from me here. Next game, another interesting line that where something just smells fishy. If you're looking just on the on-court play recently, the Spurs uh, should probably be closer to three-point dogs. Um, but because of COVID, um, and, and I remember there was a point in the in early in the offseason or not offseason earlier in the season where I was like, I don't know if the Spurs, Wizards, Grizzlies are going to be able to make all these games up. And the NBA just said, "Fuck it." You might have to have two back-to-backs a week, but we're making all these games up. And the Spurs are basically made almost all these games up. But as a result, I mean, they've just had a absolutely brutal schedule. They, they've had to rest guys, and, and they just went to overtime in Washington. So they're traveling to Miami. I just think as this season wears on, I think you're going to see tired legs just continue to add up with the Spurs. And um, I think that is why you're seeing five here today with Miami. They Again, they – I really do think there's still – I know it's been a while, and, and I know they probably won't point to that that excuse. Um, but I really still think guys are feeling the effect from, you know, turning around this season and having it come so quickly after the bubble where they really – you saw the Miami Heat were pouring their heart and soul into every single game. Um, I just think it was a, a really quick turnaround for them, and you're seeing they've not – they have not really been able to click. They had one streak this year where they clicked, but, again, you you deep dive deeper into that streak. It was a lot of pretty mediocre teams. So uh, I'm not buying the Heat, but, I, again, in this spot, I can see it with a with a Spurs team on a long road trip. Um, just playing overtime, I, I could see five and five is still it's still within that shortish range where you know my the, the Spurs could hang in their whole th- first three quarters and then if the Heat going to run, that's a cover. So I, I'm going to stay away here. Um, next game we got the New Orleans Pelicans and Nuggets. Nuggets uh, sneakily banged up now without Will Barton, uh, Monty Morrison, and obviously Jamal Murray. Prayers up to Jamal. Um, but with, with Jokic running the offense, man, that, that's an elite offensive engine, and you can really plug in who you want there next to him, um, and, and it's going to be a very good offense. And then in, in the Nuggets case, they're still able to plug guys like Aaron Gordon and, and Michael Porter Jr., who's absolutely stroking the shit out of things um, out in Denver. So uh, the Pelicans, again, so I've talked about it so many times, so inconsistent. They're, they, they seem to play up, 
against better teams. So I, I think this is a spot you could probably, you know, look to see um, the best version of the Pelicans. Um, but uh, you have no idea. Uh, I will say they went into Denver like about a month ago and beat Denver um, with Jamal Murray. So um, I, I don't know. I, I think the Pelicans feel confident. And I think the Pelicans might have even beat them at home. I feel like the Pelicans, you know, there's certain teams that they just feel confident against. And, and I've seen confidence against the Nuggets. So uh, I'm staying away completely. I think that I know the Nuggets are a better team, even with their injuries. Um, but I, I think it's fair that you could have that at four with the way the Pelicans are battling for a, a playing spot. All right, next game, a game I do have a play on, and that is the Grizzlies and Blazers. Um, let, let's talk about the side. I, I don't actually have a play on the side, but I do think it's interesting to talk about because you have the Blazers, um, who you know, like, you know, anyone who's followed the NBA for any decent amount of time knows that this Blazers team is, quote, better than the Grizzlies. It's more talented, um, and they've had a better record for most of the year. But they've been in this huge slump. They kind of break out of it yesterday, but it's against a really banged-up Pacers team. Um, so I don't know where they're at. But, I mean, these two teams faced this past week, and the Grizzlies beat them twice in Portland. You know, and now that you're getting them at home, this same team, and again – it's this it's this uh like, like you you're pitting up okay the long-term talent of the blazers and what i know there versus i literally saw this grizzlies team go into portland and beat them twice like you know how hard it is to do that so for me i like the grizzlies minus one and a half they're at home they just beat this team two times and what you see a lot of times is um, you all, a lot of times you see teams with kind of a revenge mindset where teams are just more likely to play better the second time around. And in this case, the third time around. And so I think that's keeping me off the Grizzlies. Um, but if you're just going by, you know, this past month, past two weeks, the Grizzlies are a better team and they're at home and you're getting them at minus one and a half, but it could just be one of those funky games where, you know, the Blazers are like, damn, they got us twice at home. And then they go get them at, in Memphis. So I'm going to lay off. But I do have a play, and that's on the under 240. Um, and a lot of that, again, just has to do with when you face a team this many times in a row, you really start to become familiar with what they're trying to do offensively and the sets they're trying to run. And you throw on top of it, this is not like a whatever game. Yes, it's a regular season, but this has huge playoff implications for both teams. So uh, you you see it. I mean, their first game flew way over the total, and then you saw it even their second one it, it hit at 233. It's just a ridiculous amount of points, and really both offenses need to be free-flowing and, and in rhythm for the majority of the game to get there or like overtime or whatever. Um, but you, again, you're getting two teams battling for the third time within almost a week um, with playoff implications. It's just a super, super high total. I, I'd even think that, you know, with the Grizzlies at being home, they have a better chance to kind of set the tempo and they play at a slower pace than the Blazers. So uh, give me the under 240. I feel very confident about that uh, with these two teams matching up for the third time in a week to here today. Um, all right. Jazz and Kings, um, it's sad, you know, the Jazz, you know, ever really since Donovan went down and even a little bit before him, they they were, they peaked, they really did peak earlier in the year and they haven't been able to necessarily get back to that point. I'm not saying that they can't, um, but I will say they, I still think the books right are writing them a little bit too hard right now. Um, they'll be without Conley today, they'll obviously be, be without Spida. Um, and they just lost two straight games to the Minnesota Timberwolves. And I'm telling you, that's not for a lack of trying like that. 
they are not gonna. They might. They might sneak attack you that first game. They're not gonna sneak attack you that second game. And so, uh, for them to lose both those games, basically fully healthy, you saw. You know, they lost to the Lakers a game before. I don't know, man. I I like the Kings here today. I know De'Aaron's out and Harrison Barnes are out, and that's probably in most people most people's minds their best two players. But Tyrese Halliburton does a really good job of running the show in a way that gets a lot of people involved, and um, he just has such a good feel for the game. And you can see it. It's it's not like pre deciding I'm going to score on this possession or I'm going to pass on this possession. It's it's clearly just reading what the defense is is giving him and making the right read off of that. And just playing in that manner allows guys around him to get in a rhythm. And you're seeing it. They're playing free, uh, playing like they have nothing to lose. And um, they have, you know, you know, two straight games now without De'Aaron, one against Golden State in Golden State against a team that really needed a win, that they pushed him to the brink and then beat Dallas at home. You're getting the Jazz at home. You're going to get them fired up off of two losses of the T-Wolves with an off day, but you're also getting them without Conley and Mitchell. And really, you know, nine is nine is a lot. Nine is a lot at the crib. Um, I, I like the Kings here today for sure getting nine. I, I haven't locked it in just because I wanted to wait on that Harrison Barnes news, um, but he is out. It's gotten back to nine. Um, and so I like the Kings here today for sure. It's a huge dog at the crib. I, I mean, I honestly, I wouldn't even mind the money line sprinkle, although I would want like four or 500, but whatever.